Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good morning, KSL News Time is 6 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. This has officially been one of the best winters in terms of snowpack. New numbers show we're not far from the all-time record. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with more. Adam? Amanda, this winter is now nearing the top 10 best winters in terms of snowpack in Utah history. According to National, or excuse me, Natural Resources uh, Conservation Data obtained by KSL.com, we're sitting at a snow water equivalent of 20.8 inches. In terms of history, that's the best we've had in six years at least, and now we're less than a half inch away from the top 10 best winters. We're only five inches away from the all-time record sent back in 1983. And our winter weather just has no signs of slowing down. We could potentially see more snow tomorrow and potentially more snow this weekend. So keep it going. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We've been worrying about the drought, but how emergency managers, uh, now emergency managers, are worried uh, we'll have too much water. KSL TV's Andrew Adams has been talking with a man who lives next to Hobble Creek in Utah County. This has been the most moisture we've received in a winter before. Michael Lewis can't remember a winter like it, and he can't fathom what will happen when it's time for it all to melt. And rain is expected on top of the snow this weekend. Lewis is anxiously keeping an eye, hoping the creek next door never floods when spring finally arrives. Emergency managers say the key to surviving potential flooding is to be prepared. Parts of California are still trying to dig out of the snow. In the San Bernardino Mountains, many roads are still blocked, and those still hunkered down are starting to run out of supplies. Crestline resident Jacob Yanis says he has enough food, but he hasn't been able to get to his teaching job at the bottom of the mountain for more than a week. I can't tell my employer when I will be back. I can't schedule my dentist appointment. I can't schedule my doctor's appointment. And once you're down the hill, they won't let you back up? Yeah. And I'm looking at it as I can't afford a hotel down the hill right now. So what what can I do? About 10 days ago, San Bernardino got hit by the strongest winter storms in the area in decades. A nonprofit is calling on Governor Spencer Cox to veto a bill that opens the door to year-round cougar hunting. Senator Scott Sandals uh, says his bill would help mitigate the increased cougar numbers in the state. The Western Wildlife Conservancy tells KSL.com we'd be punishing cougars for deer populations suffering from the drought and loss of winter range. The governor has not said whether he will sign it or veto it. KSL's top national stories this hour. We're learning more about the four Americans who were kidnapped in Mexico. U.S. officials say they were seeking health care when they were caught in a deadly shootout. Family members say Latavia McGee of Lake City, South Carolina, had driven to Mexico for cosmetic surgery. She took three friends, including Zindel Brown, whose mother now wishes that he had called her. I would have told him. 
don't go any further. Now bystander video shows gunmen loading all four into the back of a pickup truck in Matamoros, Mexico. For Zindrell Brown's mother, Christina Hickson. The waiting is the worst part. No news is good news. That's the way I'm staying with it. No news is good news. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Mexican authorities say they found more than 100 unaccompanied minors inside an abandoned truck yesterday. They say most of the children are from Guatemala. The uh, truck reportedly had a fan and a partially ventilated roof. A couple of months ago, Mexican government uh, found a few dozen children from Guatemala near the U.S.-Mexico border. There are growing concerns about North Korea's next move. According to South Korean lawmakers briefed by South Korea's National Intelligence Service in a closed-door meeting, South Korea's spy agency is saying North Korea could engage in large-scale military drills in March or April and soon test its new solid-fuel ICBMs. This comes as North Korea warns the U.S., saying any move to shoot down one of its test missiles would be considered a declaration of war. In Azdalekwatera, ABC News. At the Foreign Desk. And he's back with your first look traffic. And it's looking good this morning, especially compared to how we started yesterday morning. And uh, driving over Point of the Mountain is the best example of that. Dry this morning, all lanes open, and we've had minimum travel times into Salt Lake City, whether you're starting north from Ogden, south from Provo. It does look like Highway 40 is still a little bit iffy as you go past Jordanelle, and we've had some uh, slower spots on Highway 189 near Deer Creek as well. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Payday came and went for a Kaysville accountant who has been formally charged with embezzling more than $2.5 million from two charter schools. Cole Arnold is accused of creating fake invoices and using the money to pay for vacations and his wife's cosmetic surgery. The remains of a woman missing since 2021 have been found in southern Utah. We get the details from KSL-TV, Shara Park. I believe that my little sister is gone. It was Saturday night when Rosenberg Salgado learned the remains of his 46-year-old sister Miriam, who went missing in 2021, had been found in southern Utah. It's the second time Salgado has received such a call. In 2018, the remains of his niece Elizabeth were found in Hobble Creek Canyon. Elizabeth disappeared out of Provo in 2015, her killer never found. Police do not believe the two disappearances are related, but Rosenberg Salgado hopes that they'll keep investigating. A woman in Washington County crashed into a quilting store after her shoe reportedly slipped off and got stuck between the brake and gas pedal. Police say the owner of Clover Patch Quilt Shop in Santa Clara was hit in the head by a printer that got loose during the crash. That person was treated on the scene. The FBI is investigating reports of a mid-air attack on a flight from L.A. to Boston over the weekend. Video obtained by ABC News showing the 33-year-old suspect, Francisco Torres, yelling from a seat near the emergency exit, which investigators say he allegedly tried to open. Since I'm taking over this plane. Soon after, the suspect is seen rushing down the aisle, holding this metal spoon, which investigators say he turned into a weapon while in the bathroom. 45 minutes before landing, the suspect getting into a confrontation with flight attendants, allegedly attempting to stab one of them in the neck three times with that spoon, but thankfully only hitting the shirt collar and tie. Well, you look at the video we just saw uh, <sighs> on one of the networks. That's and- scary. All of the other passengers or some of the other passengers uh, tackled him, took him down, and that's kind of the way most of these incidents end these days. The suspect, by the way, charged in federal court. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. 
Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.